0: Evening. Welcome. So for those of you who were here the other night, I mentioned that... uh, Is this working? Can you hear me? Yes. Back there, can you hear me too? Lisa? A little bit. Okay, that's better. Okay. I mentioned that uh, during the festival I wanted to lecture on the... uh, the prayers of Brahma that uh, um, are the concluding chapter to the Brahma Vimohan Lila, And uh, they're quite extensive, so I will select, I intend to select a few verses um, over the course of the discourses during the festival to uh, highlight, and then um, in the evenings while I'm here, the next uh, five weeks or so, I plan to lecture on the, on the verses, going through them. Um, hopefully, we can complete the chapter. It's an important chapter of Shrimad Bhagavatam. And um, that said, uh, I'm going to begin that tomorrow morning, um, and that uh, discussion will be held at just a encourage you to come (laughs) in the morning (laughs) uh, at Ananda Ashram, right? Uh, So, um, but I will uh, whet your appetite a little bit with the recital of the first uh, verse, the verse that we'll start with, and then uh, we'll just uh, chat, discuss, I want to say a few things about uh, Saragrahi and... Um, my appreciation for those who have helped it to uh, develop as far as it has. But uh, the prayers of Brahma begin, Sri Brahma Vacham. te hmm? <speaking in> brah, <Hebrew> vapuse ta didamburaya, unjabatangsa, <speaking> paripichala <in Hebrew> mukaya vanyas raje ka bolabetra pishana venu, lakshma sriye mudupade, The context of this, of course, is uh quite extraordinary because Brahma is uh confused in one sense, and uh that's often the case in progress of uh of uh satna bhakti. <laughs> what you thought it was uh, uh, turns out to be turns out to be a little different than that or more complicated or more extraordinary. There's more to it than you thought at first, um, so we'll, we'll go into that, where he's at at this uh, point. But he's, he's getting pretty far along in his in his progress. He met Krishna quite a long time ago, uh, for the first time, as um, explained in the Bhagavatam, at the dawn of creation. He saw him in a in a similar way, but not quite the same. <clears throat> so he's learning something here about Tatva. And the tattva and the siddhanta, which is the the ground out of which bhavo or emotion, spiritual, spiritual emotion um, grows, buds, blossoms, flowers, fruits, and so forth, is uh, is really, uh, as we'll see, if we progress, really in place for him now. He's, he's, he's got a key point of the uh, siddhanta in, in place, and it's turned his head a little bit from how he was originally conceiving of his deity, Mm -hmm. who appeared to him to be an aspect of Narayan. as We'll we'll discuss that. Mm -hmm. So, he got a different idea here. And uh, this is important to have this uh, foundational point of Krishna's being the fountainhead of all forms of divinity in place, as he himself says in the Gita. What does he say in the Gita? Aham Sarvasya So knowing me to be where the buck stops, so to speak, um the fountainhead of all forms of divinity, this puts you in a good place to worship me in a way that um such that worship is transcended. Hmm. And the distance between the object of worship and the worshipper, and the sense of the difference between them, is bridged, hmm? and um, and worship turns into love, if you will. So, in this uh, anyway, in this, this is just all kind of coming to him, and through a fantastic revelation that uh, Krishna has um, manifest before him, before his very eight, two, four, six, eight (laughs) eyes, Hmm. wherever he looked, right? He was seeing Krishna on all sides um, and in a very extraordinary way, as we'll hear, and some of you are familiar with this, so you can appreciate And all he can do at this point to begin with is just Try to praise the, uh, the the form of Krishna as he appears as a young cowherd, so he speaks he offers his respect. there's much to be said. nomi dute in these two words we'll go into it tomorrow morning. He begins to describe him as his complexion like a rain cloud, his garments like 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 lightning hmm. Gunja Batamsa Paripicca Vasan Mukaya His ornaments are from the forest the Gunja berries uh, and uh, the, the discarded feathers of the peacock hmm, that he leaves behind picked up by Krishna uh, His face is framed with beautiful flowers over his ears and, and his top-knot he has a garland wrapped around uh Banya, Srajay, Kabula Vetra, Vishana Venu. He this is how he looks, how he dresses. It's very ordinary. Not from our point of view. I mean we're in a different culture here, but um given the Vedic culture, this is very, very ordinary dress to make much out of that is a bit peculiar. And um and so we kind of know a person by how they dress, and, uh, and what they eat, so and how they eat. Here he's got a the, the simplest of of foods, really, rice and yogurt and fruit together. In his left hand he's holding, as mentioned here. Hmm? Uh, betra Vishana Benu. He's got a stick. He's got a horn. Uh, he's got a flute. Under his arm, tucked in his belt, hmm. significance to all these Lakshmi j Mrupade. He's very handsome, hmm. very young lad, and uh, his feet are very soft. Important point we'll have to go into. Hmm. And Pashupangajaya hmm. so he, he mentions him along with his. This means to, why, why, by. It's a way of saying in a word, um, uh, bringing into the picture the associates of Krishna. Pashupā, Pashu pa, means cows, your animals, and Pā means protector, Pashupāngajaya. Pāja means birth. Hmm? So, Pashupāngajaya. He's born from the, the son of Nandamars is what it, what it means which uh, then brings into the picture the family the friends the the community and so forth that that uh, uh our ideal of krishna is not uh, ever separated from not ever without so um he managed to come out with some very uh, profound prayers but this first one is just rather um just he doesn't know what to say so he just begins to glorify what he's seeing which, in one sense doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not a lot of glory to a kid in a <laughs> dress like this who's a coward with uh picking up peacock's feathers that's his crown, you know um, eating simple food and in his left hand little um, outside of the cultured um, Um, mannerisms and uh, procedures, life of Brahma, whose another name is Vidhi, the rules and so forth. So, uh, we'll have to go into this. As you can see, there's a lot to be uh, said and appreciated. This verse and and the next verse is a little bit of a further explanation um in all this of course krishna is silent and that's significant as as well for a couple of reasons and we'll go into that and we'll probably then go to the center of the of the verses where his realization really fully about the, the, the tattva of krishna swayam bhagavan's brought out and and then it's um forget time another verse um speaking about the the nature of um the very uh, ideal of fraternal love that he's, he's 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 driven by and how it pervades the dom of Brindaban, so it's an exciting uh, uh um, entry point here hmm, into uh Krishna's Leela at the cusp of his, this Pogonda the cusp of his, his boyhood. So I hope you'll all attend and I would see some of our guests have arrived late. Welcome, Subal and family. i right. well, sure. how are you? Your, your kids, where are they? They're here somewhere. All right. So, we, welcome to the campground, which is a, an idea that I had from the beginning. That this is uh, the one of three. Some of you are familiar with two, but there's a third also. East, uh, excuse me, north-south valleys of Zaraghi. So this is on the on the western. This is on the eastern side, hmm? and it's a north-south valley that goes the whole length of Valdaria. If you go all the way down on this road here, you'll kind of hit the end, and then you'll have to turn right, and that will take you up to the the temple site. If you go all the way this way, then you'll come to the other Saragrahi Way entrance. So um, I had from the beginning a thought to make a campground here. We've made a lot of progress with that. Um, I think we have seven campsites from the second entrance at Gopal Way, um, where there's a little parking lot, and there's seven campsites to here. And then there's a beautiful bathhouse that uh, has been completed. It looks very extraordinary, <laughs> just kind of like, like popping up out of, like what? Like a temple. Like a temple. yeah, yeah. It's very, very nice. Um, and um, what can I say about Bhakti Rasa? She's basically the contractor and the engineer and uh, half the builder and, yeah. <laughs> And energy behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very dedicated, and hard, hard worker, and and uh, and she talks to me about all the aesthetics and sends me, what do you think about this and this kind of lamp and this kind of color and so I'm involved too. So um, uh, it's been a fun, fun project. <laughs> Um, which you can get a couple of gray hairs over at the same time, but uh, it's a good way to age, you know, doing things like this for for Christian and the devotees. So we have anyway a good beginning. Um, as you know, the creek winds through here, and there are some interim bridges uh, between the, where the creek winds between the sites, so that you can walk from one site to the other without having going on, to go on the road there and stay in the in the forest. Um, the campground uh, eventually will be extended further. I think if we need more sites down down that way towards Saragrahi Way, it's very, very nice down there along the creek. And then on the other side of the campground, ca- uh, the uh, bathhouse, we have some plans for some other facilities like saunas and uh, there's a waterfall and all oh, that. Really interesting. Um, projects that uh, some other devotees are bringing to the uh, to the to the project. Um, so anyway, um, this was something that was very important to me. In fact, I had an opportunity to build a cottage for myself with the uh, gracious uh, contribution of Krishna um That was a good part of that, and um, I uh, I. Reasoned that uh, this would be a better uh, uh, use of those funds because it would put us in a position to host um, more devotees, and I could sleep anywhere, um, and uh, could also bring some income to the project, which is important, <laughs> right? So, uh, so we're experiencing that here for the first night. We're celebrating the campground opening, if you will. Um, so it's the second uh, second building that we have, and um I took a little tour today of the property and uh it's uh, developing nicely there's some some we're a little behind in the weeding of the pastures up up top, but the cows are are doing good uh having good very nice grazing and they're there's their, their area is very nice and and clean there I was very impressed uh, and nobody knew I was coming today no? Check on it. So, and I'm happy to have all of you here, and uh, some more devotees are coming tonight and tomorrow as well. So, with that uh, brief uh, introduction, under um, any questions about anything tonight, let's continue the um, kata with philosophical questions, hopefully. Yes. I heard you write about progress. So I, was, I wanted to ask what does progress look like for us who aren't, you know, who are, who are working our way on the path? What does progress look like? Um, well, uh, you have a, a beautiful um, work uh, we have as a uh, in our lineage of Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur that is based on uh, two verses of Rupa Goswami's where in bhakti sindhu where Rupa Goswami describes uh, nine stages of development. In his commentary, a book by Vishwanath Chakritakwa makes a book out of those two verses called Madhurya Kadambini. And um, um, he himself, Vishvanath, also has, as you know, written a famous commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam, And there he also elaborates on the seven stages, turning them into, I think, 14 in uh, his commentary on one of the verses of the second uh, chapter of the first canto. So the point in bringing that up is that uh, while these nine stages are famous, uh, there could be overlapping, there could be 10, 12, 14, it could be talked about in different ways. And it's good to bring that up so that we don't get uh, too much trapped, kind of like in the box, um, thinking about it. Um, you do want to be in within the parameters of what the, what constitutes the the, the the teaching and so forth, the siddhanta. But there's room for um, a number of ways of speaking about any number of things, and and then and there's more than one interpretation of verses and. Uh, and um, ways of explaining the path, uh, if you will, um, yeah. and that, that and that's one way of explaining the path um, and progress. Uh, Rupa Goswami also speaks about it in another way when he speaks about eligibility for treading the path and and how there are um, different degrees of eligibility or. Um, um, if one is more um i want to say um more qualified by his standards uh then to tread the path one's going to be able to take advantage of it more and there he he bases his uh eligibility in three stages of it on the measure of one's faith which then he ties also to revelation in the sacred texts which are kind of an argument, if you will, for the nature of uh of the godhead and and the means to attain him um and so our tender faith can be uh made strong by that 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 argument so acquaintance with it, and the measure of one's acquaintance with it will um uh strengthen one's faith such that one has greater ability to take advantage of the path and progress is another way in which he has uh, talked about uh, uh, what it's like to what the stages of progress are and so forth. Um, so these, those are some scriptural references uh, that uh, I refer you to with regard to your, your question. but. Um, but but that said, um, progress in another sense also we we have uh, another reference we have sadhana bhakti, we have bhava bhakti, we have prema bhakti, so there's another way to talk about it uh, so there is a there is a stage in which bhakti is um, engaged in in a kind of apprenticeship. Hmm? Um, imitation of a good thing is a good thing. So, when I was young, um, many years ago, and um, um, met uh, some devotees in Coconut Grove at the temple, it was the first temple I went to in Miami on my way to Jamaica to meditate, uh, <laughs> live in the mountains there, uh, which I, I did. I was the only white person there. Me and my pregnant wife at the time. <laughs> we built a bamboo hut, and there I was set up to meditate my life away. But uh, but anyway, so those are, all those are long stories. We all have them. How we ended up here, but um, and then I met the devotees on New Year's Eve. There I had met them previously at the Woodstock Festival, but I didn't talk to them. And uh, was after that I went for, went to the temple. Anyway, I don't want to get into the whole story. <laughs> But, um, but, um, but it was New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve, and I was, uh, yeah, anyway. So, the, one of the devotees, and I stayed at the temple that night, uh, in a tent. It was a tents out in the backyard. And, um, in the, those days, it was customary to grow your hair long and so forth. And they all had shaved heads. So, I asked, uh, Navayovana, some of you may know him. I said, Why do you guys shave your heads? And he said, Because Prabhupada shaves his head, which is kinda of like kind of a dumb answer in a way, you know, but I thought it was a great answer. I thought, well, that's a cool answer. You know, they lo- they love their guru and so he does, so they do. I thought so that's great. I'm looking for something like that. I thought. so I didn't need a big explanation at the time. In fact, um, they handed me a book, which was the Krishna Conscious Handbook or something like that. I forget what it was called. And it had verses from the Upanishad and other things. And I thought, oh, God, I'm never going to make it. <laughs> I can't even read the handbook. What to speak of the books it refers to? So I was not, you know, educated person. And, um, and I wasn't accustomed to, uh, anyway... I, I didn't think I could read and learn all that stuff, and but I had you know some some feeling for it all. And I like the pictures of Krishna <laughs> uh, with the cows. So, so um, how do you get into that? Uh, that point, uh, apprenticeship. So uh, imitation of a good thing is a good thing. So. Prabhupada shaved his head. and We shaved our heads, at least the men did, because uh, he was a man, <laughs> and uh, he dressed a certain way. We dressed that way, and, and uh, it's a really good, a good, a good example, if you will, um, the early beginnings of his mission in the in 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 the Western world of of this English adage: imitation of a good thing is a good thing to to a point. So, Sadhana Bhakti is 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 an active aspect of bhakti that's lacking the emotive aspect of bhakti. There's action that's driven by emotion. This is bhakti proper. And then there's action that's not driven by spiritual emotion, but driven by the example of spiritual emotion seen in others, (coughs) that we uh, adopt and follow, and then we learn Gradually, the theory uh, behind it. I mean, I did learn why you shave your head. A fellow asked me some time ago, not so long ago, a couple of years back. He was interested in, in joining with us, and he had. Where's Bhakti Lata? gonna have to tell the story again. He had dreadlocks. <laughs> She's a dreadlocker maker, uh, and uh, so he was very interested. He's, but, he, but he said. Um, I, I don't think I can join because I can't shave my head." And I said, oh Well, you didn't necessarily have to, but why, why can't you shave your head? And he said, Because all of my power is in my hair. And I laughed, and I said, Oh, that's the that's difference between your thinking and ours. You're thinking all of your power is in your hair, and, and you're concerned about getting power, having power. Understandably, we need some power to get around, get get by in the world, right? It's a dangerous place. <laughs> uh, so, uh, of course, it's dangerous because we are dangerous. So, we are hunting and we look over the shoulder, we're being hunted too. Jibo, jivasya, jivanam. One living being is food for another. That's the norm here. So, you need to, some power to protect yourself, arguably. But I said to him, the difference here is that we're not interested in getting power. We're interested in serving the one who has all power. Hmm? So that's a different idea. And of course, that's a powerful position to be in. To be the friend of the one who owns and controls everything is much easier than trying to own and control everything, (laughs) um, which is impossible. Krishna says it in the Gita. jakatapasam lokam heshvaram." I am the owner and controller of everything. Everything's meant for me. It sounds like, uh-oh, what's left for me? But Then he says, um, what does he say? Suhridam Suhridam bhutanam." But if you accept this, then I, he said, I'm your friend. So then, and whoever, bhutanam, Everybody. I'm the friend of everybody. So if you accept the owner and controller as your friend then what do you need to own or control what's the difficulty for I've told a story before when I was young um, and my parents moved from uh, New York to Chicago I was 8 years old and um, we lived there in a more rural area and so my brother and I used to go ice skating on this pond at night and there were some older kids guys in the neighborhood too um, and it wasn't much of a neighborhood, we were like the fifth house in this subdivision, that probably has 5,000 houses now, so it was quite rural at the time, but there were some other, you know, five other houses and the kids from the other houses were a little older so the guys would uh, they were, uh, they bullied us you know, it's not so popular these days but it was more bullish in days gone by <laughs> And so it made it difficult. So that one night, my father came out and skated with us. And so we had not gotten any stronger, any bigger, but we could skate around them, you know, and make faces at them and so forth. It was, it was no problem because we we had a friend who was bigger. <laughs> so this is the idea of Krishna consciousness. It's, uh, it's about making friends, <laughs> with uh, with with the right people. Hmm. So. So at any rate, um, sadhana bhakti is is uh, you, you take the the theory and there's these ecstatic people who are moving out of ecstasy and you make the same moves that they do without the ecstasy and um, and then you and you learn the why. So I learned the why why you shave your head because we're not trying to grow power in our hair. <laughs> That's one answer anyway. We're trying to attract the one who has all power and uh and um and um, this is and and and, it, and obviously Prabhupada attracted him so Prabhupada dressed like that, so we'll, we'll follow something like that. Um so it's very kind of simple and kind of um well simple but uh, the truth is simple for for the simple. <laughs> uh, the, the truth is for the if you have a good heart, then it's 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 simple. Common sense makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, sadhana bhakti is, is is something like that. It's a, it's a kind of a common sense of of w- why make the endeavor myself. Prabhupada used to give an example. Um, How will you know who is your father? Hmm? Um, Before there was like DNA tests or whatever, I suppose that's a way, but uh, even then there could be a question Um, and uh, you could wonder about it and try to figure it out, but he would say the simple answer is ask your mother, she knows. She knows for sure. no matter what anybody, even if the DNA says otherwise, she knows who the... Fu- so, very simple answer. Um, gee, you know, why didn't I think of that kind of uh, thing? Uh, Pujapachita Maharaj used to give the example of Alexander the Great who, as you know, as a young man, he, as a Greek, he ended up conquering India and it was said that whoever could uh, to, could. Uh, Untie the Gordian knot, then they would conquer India. And so all these great uh, kings, princes, and and warriors tried to untie the Gordian knot, and they were unsuccessful. And Alexander came and said, as a boy, he said, "I can do it." And they laughed at him, but he, they said, "All right, let's see you do it." So he walked up, pulled out his sword, and he undid the knot. And they said, "Oh well, you know, I mean, anybody." could have done that, but nobody could. He did it, so. It was said that Columbus um, was told, amongst others, that anyone, it was said, anyone who could stand an egg on its end could cross the ocean. It's a way of saying no one could cross the ocean. After all, it's flat, right? Was the thinking? So it was a way of saying, it's impossible, you sailors. You know, give up that fantasy when you're out there of going to the other side there is no other side, it's off a cliff. So no one can stand an egg on its head, on its end, it'll just roll over. But Columbus said, I can do it. And so he took the egg and then he went, made a little dent in it and then he stood it up just like that. And of course he crossed the ocean and found found the Americas, as they were called. So, so these are kind of examples of some kind of like common sense, which is not very common. Hmm? It's it's a rare commodity, um, uh, and, uh, and, and, and bhakti is kind of like that the common sense will ask your mother, you know, for, find an authority. Uh, I'm very much like that, I always want to ask somebody for directions. They say, real men don't ask directions, I'm not like that. <laughs> I ask and try to find a guru in every field wherever I can. I figure that's that's uh, that's a good good uh, easy easy way something but like somebody knows, huh? and if they know, they should be generous, hmm? because knowledge is not our own. It's something that we have gained, hmm? that's come to us, and really it's to be shared. It doesn't belong to us, right? We can't really put our name on it, hmm? so the implication is knowledgeable people should be generous. They're not always generous, but then their next birth won't be that great. Either. If they share the knowledge they have, they should. This is natural. Hmm. So, um, so sadhana bhakti is something like this. It's a kind of apprenticeship. The, the, the movements, the same movements, at least in the sadhaka in sadhana bhakti, are also the movements of the sadhaka in the in, in 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 the uh, the uh, uh, in the stage of bhava bhakti, dancing, chanting, hmm, so on and so forth, taking prasad, but they're driven in a different way. They're driven by spiritual emotion. Um, so that takes some time. And in order for that spiritual emotion to make ingress and take over our our lives, then we have to see through the material. Mental, emotional, world, hmm? and uh, which is very much like an ocean of ups and and downs and so forth, and come to some um, uh, uh, b- before touching the land to get to some flat sea, something like that, right? Uh, even keel, so not be taken by the uh, uh, the, the uh, pluses or, or by the minuses that come up, and this is arrived at in bhakti through developing a service attitude. Excuse me, if we're serving a person and that is our objective to please him, um, then whatever that takes it re- that's really of, of, of no consequence. I've given the example before that in our ashram in Madhavan, um, we have a, uh, an assistant there. One, he was born on the property. He's about 10 years younger than me. And, um, and he's a worker there. And, um, so one day I had him working and he, we had to dig some trenches for electrical conduit or, or water. It's a big property in the jungle. And, um, so I thought, well, you know, it was pretty hard work yesterday. So today I'll give him something easier to do. So I mentioned to him he said, it was pretty hard. Today I want to give you something easy. He said it doesn't matter. I said, what do you mean it doesn't matter? He said, he said you are the my my job is to please you. So it doesn't matter whether it's harder, it's what harder work or easier work. That's not a, a question. My focus is. To please you, that's that's my, the work that God has given me. By the grace of God, I have this work. That's how He thinks about it. I've asked Him, How's it going? Well, he says, I got work by the grace of God. So, hmm. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> there's this uh, system in India, you know, the social system called, uh, so- social religious system of old, called Varnashram, mm-hmm. where there's a division of labor um, uh, determined by this psychophysiological physiological makeup of an individual is determined by the the influence of the gunas, uh, Sattva, Rajas, and Thomas, and so forth. Uh, and um, so there's the Sudras The you know classically there's uh, there's the uh, uh, Vaishas the Chatriyas and the, the Brahmins, the laborers, the the um, entrepreneurs, and um, agriculturalists, and, and then there's the Warriors and leaders, and, and then there's the thinkers, something like that. Of course, if you look carefully at it over the ages, it turned into, you know, 4,000 different subdivisions and, and so forth. But at any rate, these are the four basic uh, divisions. And the Brahmin is kind of the intellectual who kind of like is supposed to lead the society with. Uh, uh, explanation of the scriptures and so forth, in one sense, in the Varnashram system, is thought to be well, that's the kind of the the best in a sense. Hmm. But from the Vaishnava perspective, we think that the Sudra, the laborer, is the best <laughs> because he or she already knows what to do to get to work. Hmm. We say Shravanam, which means hearing, Kirtanam, chanting, and Skravanam and Mapanam is also there. <laughs> So, some busyness uh, for that is good as for the for the sadakas. hm yeah. if you want water to come from your pour from your eyes in bhava in spiritual emotion um, there are there are voluntary and and um i want to say um what's the word um no voluntary um, intentional intentional movements in bhava bhakti and then there are unintentional or involuntary movements so there is in the bhava bhakti there's bhava and there's bhava this bhava leads to among other things um, there's causal type of bhava and then there's if you will and then there's result type of bhava. Hmm? Bhava means ecstasy, so there's causal ecstasy, there's result. So, the anubhavs are resultant ecstasies that um, that showcase outwardly the uh, some inner um, experience. And some of those are uh, done out of bhava, out of ecstasy, along with, um, what's the word I used? Intention, so intelligence, intentionally. And some come unintentionally without trying, With like tears, that's the point. Mm, Sattva pouring from the eyes. So if you want those tears pouring from the eyes, mm, if you want to cry mm, spiritually while chanting, there's two things you can do. You can cry like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did because you should be feeling ecstasy, but he wasn't. Hmm? What did he say? Nam Nam Akariba Huda Shaktis Tetrarpita Nyamitis Mananenagal. He has all his reasons why this name, I should, I should, I'm not taking advantage of it, whereas I should for so many reasons. It's so generous, it's full of the Shakti of Bhagavan, the power of Bhagavan. Hmm? It requires. Nothing of me, no rules, no time or place. I can do it anywhere, in any any circumstance. Hmm? But I'm I'm not. I don't pay attention to it. I don't take advantage of it. But I don't have attraction for it. So he's weeping on that account. Hmm? That's a kind of a not a bhava weeping, but a weeping that why I can't weep, hmm? why I'm not, why the name isn't causing me to weep because I'm not paying attention. That's one thing you could do. And the other thing to do, of course, if you want tears to pour from your eyes, you have to get water to pour from the other parts of your body. Make a little perspiration, scrubbing them and mopping them. Hmm? Busy. Busy with the external um, body Hmm? for Krishna will bring about internal life and experience. Hmm? Um, So... Uh, so sadhana bhakti is very much about effort. Hmm? There's we progress in bhakti through grace and effort. Now without grace we wouldn't have the chance to take advantage of sadhana bhakti, to, to bhakti in practice. But in bhakti these two aspects, these two aspects I suppose, uh, ingredients. Excuse me. Um, one is grace, that's coming from Bhagawan's side, from Krishna's side, hmm? and effort is coming from our side. It means that Jiva has some will, so an opportunity presents itself and I exercise my will in relation to it. And other opportunities in this world present themselves to us as well, in competition with the opportunity of bhakti that's been placed before us by the grace of saints. Hmm? Um, our gurus and so forth hmm? and so in sadhana bhakti there are these competing um, influences that, that that our senses are in touch with and there's a bit of a battle there with which is now the effort so in, in effort in, in sadhana bhakti it seems like effort is more in play than, than mercy but of course the very opportunity to participate in it and to understand the prospect the the possibility that has uh, come before you is, uh, is is how the grace plays out on that side. And then, of course, when you make an effort, and you make a strong effort, and an effort from the heart, hmm, uh, 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 really, we we'll talked about it a little Tomorrow was the effort of Brahma to get end up, you know, where he where he is, and where we're discussing from the verse I read tonight. Um, it was a long road to get there. Hmm? First he was making an effort underwater <laughs> for a thousand years or something. Um, so, what was the nature of that effort? What qualified him to be initiated? Is, is The answer is found there. What did, what did Brahma do? Sometimes we ask that question. What qualifies? How can I qualify myself? So, uh, at any rate, sadhana <clears throat> bhakti is very much about um, exercising one's will in relation to the opportunity that comes before me, and exercising it in relation to other opportunities by way of turning turning away from them, if you will. And uh, as we do that, we perfect the sadhana, the sadhaka and then of course we enter into the higher stages of the sadhana where some emotion starts to have a play in our um, as a, as a engine of our actions and so forth, and as we enter into, graduate from the bhakti in practice to bhakti in ecstasy, then uh, uh, spiritual emotion is is, is, is is driving all of one's um, movements. So another way of talking about the progress from sadhana-bhakti to bhava-bhakti, the difference being um, more more effort seems to be more pertinent, although really it's not, it, it seems to be to us. Um, than grace, um, and it's more, um, it's it's active, and it's active in a way of apprenticeship, in a way of it's in a way of following. Bhakti is a following, so it's a it's a it's a basic rudimentary type of following that um, that well, he said something like that. It can be that that simple, if you will, as I said earlier. Uh, and of course, it, it should be refined gradually as, as, as well. Why I make the effort? In, with with when we when our intellect becomes engaged, without engaging the intellect, it may follow just because I like that person. I, I very much like the idea that that the person that you listen to as to what might be the best course in life should be a person who had good character I mean that was like real simple math for me I thought because I was raised by the Jesuits and um in in school uh when I first learned about what religion is as a Catholic I thought I I should be a priest I guess that's what how I translated it to me automatically my parents said what are you talking about (laughs) some people do that but you know that's not for everybody but I thought, well, that's, that's how you should do it, right? And, um, so I looked at the Jesuit priests. In those days, they wore long black robes in class and so forth. But they some of the things they did, they um, their character didn't wasn't inspiring to me. Hmm? I won't go into the details, but I was spared what some of the other... It was a boys' school, um, had to undergo, but... Uh, there were other simpler things. I mean, the, the English teacher, which was my favorite subject, um, words that he used to smoke. And I thought, well, I smoke cigarette? This that's a dumb thing. One time in the Los Angeles airport, I was talking to a guy, and I was trying to sell him a book, right, uh, one of Prabhupada's books, and um, and I said I was having a discussion with him. I said, well, look, you're an intelligent person, and just as I and he was smoking. Just as I said that some lady was walking behind. Me said he, he's not intelligent. He's smoking. <laughs> that was many many years ago. Now those days you could smoke in the plane. They had a smoking section in the plane. You know that makes a lot of sense. And if you were one row behind it, great. <laughs> or one row in front of it, or anywhere in the plane. You know, and we had to. I mean, fly overseas with the smoking section. You know, insanity, um, and it is. It's insanity smoking, so I thought, you know what does he know? Because I tried smoking, my grandmother was smoked pell mells. No, <laughs> no filter, and so <laughs> you know we had a chance, me and a couple of neighborhood kids to you know grab a pack, you know, When no one was around, we didn't know what it was like, so we thought it must be cool, the parent the older people are doing it, you know, you' probably all tried it at some point, so we went out into the forest, and we lit up and got sick, and I thought, this is the dumbest thing in the world, in the world you know. Same thing with liquor, I had the same experience, what the, what are they, they're drinking this fire, you know, I can't, couldn't relate to it, so uh, so anyway, I, I thought <laughs> that if you're going to follow somebody, they should have good character, hmm. Of course, they had no, no ideas of what good character was. I'm you know, explaining some of it in a basic way. But it was a very, very strong point in Prophet's preaching, and rightfully so, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he taught primarily by example, which Krishna says in the Gita that nobody will listen to you if you don't teach by example. He said, that's why I have to set a good example. And if I don't, everything will go to ruin. And uh, someone may think, well, I don't know how good of an example you set, but the gopis and everything like that... That Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes to make up for that, of course, and he was a perfect, morally perfect uh, person, such a good sannyasin renunciate that older renunciates, he was only 24 years old, he was a renunciate, and you have certain standards you have to follow in that um, status of life, and he followed it to such an extent that older um, renunciates were intimidated by his uh, example of, uh, of adherence so forth. So he very much taught by example. He didn't uh, write any books and um, and the long speeches that he did give were to mostly to devotees like Rupa Sanatan. and hmm, um, others like Sarvavoma he kind of taught by being silent hmm, by, by joking with him Prakashananda by being humble he followed it up with a little discourse for some of them, but mostly um, he he taught by example, and his example was extraordinary because people would see him and they would catch whatever he had. It would, it would be cont- it was a contagious type of uh, ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, it's a it's a basic kind of following. So I I, I saw this prophet as good character and and. Uh, he emphasizes this point. He emphasized the point that, uh, you know, we have this discipline succession and they all have, their, you know, what their authority. A fanta- some of the fan- more like fantastic things that they would say or teach that were uncommon and, uh, and might not even um, conform to uh, even some instances in some fields an educated perspective on the field, uh, perhaps were nonetheless believable by persons like me, because well, he had good character, they had good character hmm. I'm going for that something so it was <laughs> very practical um but that kind of simple um following is followed, if you will, if you want to talk about progress in sadhana bhakti by gradually having done that, you, you get something from it. Just like Brahma here, he doesn't know what to say in his first prayer. He doesn't know where to begin, so he just begins glorifying Krishna's complexion, his clothes, which were next to nothing, his his stick, his 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 handful of rice and 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 fruit and yogurt. I mean, what's that? Uh, uh, But that's all he 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 could do. He just glorify, and he had ambition at this point. He wanted to attain that. This, this is, we'll go into this. Um, but from that simple glorification, unthought-out, he got insight to then say many, many prayers full of siddhanta, full of philosophical reasoning, full of intellectual, if you will, support, spiritual intellectual support for why he should be praising Krishna as he was. So we may follow simply just out of Krishna's extraordinary, or the saint is extraordinary person. I want to keep close to her. She's good company. I don't know what it's about, but I like this You know, company. That's a good good start. But in time, then of course we learn and we'll have intellectual support for that, very good support. And then our intelligence is very much engaged in in helping us to progress. So progress will, will develop in that way from simple kind of faith, if you will, to well-reasoned faith. And well-reasoned means to become well acquainted with the reasoning of the sacred texts and, and how they answer the questions of the world and how they are able to do so in an ongoing way, even as the world develops and changes in new New, um, new questions arise and still there are answers and so forth from the same texts. So um, that means to go from simple faith to firm faith, mm-hmm. nishta, and um, then um, at that stage some really on consistent, in a beginning way, spiritual experience leads to taste and attachment and and then emotions, spiritual emotions. So, uh, I mean, you know these things a bit, but um, um, that's a way of answering your question. Um, but in another sense, we should be ready for, and I was always, anything. <laughs> At this point, you know, they got mud on their heads, I don't know, you know, I'm ready for anything. There's four-headed people in the books. Why not? <laughs> Why not? They're nice people. All right, <laughs> they they have they have love, and affection, so something like that. I mean I I, I would say I never met anybody that loved me like like Prabhupada other than Sridom Martian. And they knew I'm in the right place here. <laughs> feeling the same thing, so now that may not have got at the root of your question, but uh, it is an answer. <laughs> Okay. What's the time now? Seven. Seven. All right, so... Is the prasad ready there? Yes, okay. Any other questions? Okay, yeah, please bring the prashad to everybody. Mahaprasad ki jaya shrimad Bhagat ki jaya Gaur bhakt ki Gaur Premanandi